Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. The fact that this car might have been there for up to three weeks and it wasn't, you know, reported until the last week. It's just, it's hard for me to understand. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In early July, a 39-year-old mother rushed out of her San Antonio home to get to work. Chrissy Powell called the law firm where she works last Tuesday to say she was running late. On that day, Powell was seen on video rushing out of her home, but she never showed up to work. Concerned about what happened to her, friends and family called police. My fear is not ever knowing anything. I mean, I I think that'd be the worst to just spend the rest of my life looking for her because I will never give up. But three weeks after she disappeared, Chrissy Powell's body was found. The case of a missing mother, now a death investigation. Unknown is hard, but I think trying to put all the pieces together is even more frustrating. Um, It's very hard. Um, Just knowing I'll never see her or talk to her. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. I'm joined now by Henry Ramos, anchor and reporter at Ken's Five in San Antonio. Henry, thanks for being here with us. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Henry, Chrissy Lee Powell went missing back in in early July. Tell us what we know about the the last time she was seen alive. Yeah, so this was um, an interesting case, and I think it had a lot of fascinating nuggets, if fascinating is the right word, you know, when I first came across it. But what's very chilling is that she's a law clerk a mother. Uh, she lives with her mom and her 12-year-old son. And the last time that she was seen and even heard from her family was July 5th. It was just a normal Tuesday. Uh, she got up, was getting ready for work. She was running a little bit late. So her family had said that she called uh, the law office that she works at and said, hey, I'm running late. And so because she was such in a hurry, you know, the family had mentioned to me that she had left her cell phone behind and had left, had left some of her personal belongings. And so what was chilling is seeing that video from the ring camera, which is what we had originally put out there in our first report. And you see her just walking out of the home. And so the family believed that she had every intention of showing up to work, work thought the same thing, but she never made it there. And so when we did the story, I think it was a week after, at that point, you know, it had already been a week, the family and and her friends were just worried and they really did fear the worst. And Henry, you mentioned she left behind some belongings that included her cell phone and maybe her family thought she was just running out the door and, and left it behind maybe by accident. 
And other than than that surveillance video uh, of her leaving her home, we really you know didn't have any other clues. And this was again in early July. You did the report. You said a week or so later, and then three weeks went by before this terrible discovery was made. Absolutely. So it was um, the yeah three weeks later, as you mentioned, and we we got an update, um, you know, very randomly from San Antonio police. And San Antonio police originally had told us that the missing persons unit was investigating the case. They had a bolo, which is to be on the lookout for her vehicle. That was the only other big clue that we had. Of her, which is pretty standard, right? In, in some of these cases, um, you know, if they do have a vehicle involved, it's license plate, make and model. And so we tend to get that out there. But the update that we got from police, it was on a Saturday, I believe, that they had uh, found a vehicle that matched Chrissy's description. And they also found her body. Uh, and strange enough, this was in a shopping center parking lot. And a security guard had apparently went and checked this vehicle, looked in it, and as soon as he got closer, this is all according to police, as he got closer to the vehicle, he started to smell something foul coming from it and then made the the terrible and difficult discovery of seeing her body, which I think is very interesting here because this is from police, is that they found Chrissy in the front passenger seat. So she wasn't in the driver's seat, she was in the front passenger seat, And so at that time, police believed it was her because it matched the vehicle description. And then they found what they said was her, like an ID that had her name. And and so that obviously was not the news that the the family had wanted. And so right now we're the big other question. There are two big questions right now. One is, was she there the whole time in this parking lot? And and it's interesting is that this parking lot for context in San Antonio is a very, it's, it's part of a shopping center. I mean, think movie theater, chain restaurants, huge retail stores. I mean, this is a very popular uh, shopping center. And how is it that if she was there that long, no one saw this, you know, because apparently from what police are saying, they do know that the car had been there at least in the same spot for a week. And that was reported by the security guard. So that's, that's one big question. How long was, was, was the car there? How long was Chrissy there? The second question is, how did she die? So the only thing that we know right now is that police are saying there was no apparent trauma on her body. We're waiting still to this day from the Bear County Medical Examiner. We do know that they have positively identified her as that being Chrissy Powell, but we still to this day do not have a cause of death, which is the other big question. Yeah, that, that, and that first question you ask uh, or, or, you know, that is being asked about how her car and her body wasn't spotted sooner. I mean, you said she was in the passenger seat, right? Right, and that was, that was interesting um, to me. Um, you know, kind of leading, reading the, just the preliminary information, of course, we get this from police all the time. When you start looking at it, you kind of start dissecting it, and it's like, okay, wait a minute here. So she wasn't in the driver's seat. We do know that the security guard mentioned that that he knows that that car had been parked in that exact same spot at least for a week or up to a week. Here it is, this very popular shopping center. Was she there the whole time? Was she not there the whole time? And then, of course, as I mentioned, it's how unfortunately did she lose her life? I mean, this mother of two, 39 years old, seemed to just be what, you know, family and friends tell us is that she just worked for a living. I mean, 
She lived with her mom, as I mentioned. She provided for her kids, always went to her law office. That was her standard route was going to work and then um, going home, go to work and then back. And for context, just to show you or to tell you just how close it was from the shopping center to her home. I mean, I mapped it out. It was, I would say, roughly less than five miles away. So it was very close. The, the she was there or close the whole time. I mentioned, as I mentioned, we don't know how long she was there, but we at least know, according to police, that she was there at least up to a week, from what they believe. And, and that shopping center not necessarily close to her workplace either. It is not. No, that was the other thing that when I when I had talked to family and friends the the day that we had got this information from police. That was another thing that was very strange for them was that it was not near the law office. So again, we just, we don't know why there and, and how long. And police have confirmed that it is her vehicle. That is correct. Yes. Uh, it matched the description of the, you know, what's very interesting though, for me, if I can add this context, cause I thought this was very interesting. So the, there was a, as I mentioned, it was a very pop, popular area. When we had first did the story at Ken's five, it really, I think it got a lot of interest from, from national outlets. It, the story got picked up, uh, from a lot of places and the family acknowledges after we had did the story that it, it started going everywhere. Um, and so I think there were, especially here in San Antonio, there were a lot of people aware. And I think again, just intrigued by this story, wondering where this mother could be. So when they found the vehicle, a couple was in the shopping center. They were just having a nice dinner because her, her body was found on a Saturday and it was around 645. So this is a time, you know, people are out on the weekend enjoying a nice dinner or shopping. So this couple was having dinner. They just happened to see all this like activity. A lot of police cars surrounded this, this uh, black Nissan Rogue. And they were like, oh, I wonder what's going on. You know, people are just curious by nature. So they get closer and they look at the car and they're like, hmm, this looks familiar. They start taking pictures. They look at the license plate and they remembered this case. So they started doing a quick Google search. They put in the license plate because that, you know, had been out there as well, the description of Chrissy's car. And they actually uh, messaged Lauren Liao, which is the best friend who was more like a sister I've interviewed countless times and told her, hey, I think they found Chrissy's car. This is before police had even had, you know, obviously had reached out to the family at that point. And so I thought that was interesting enough just to give you perspective that you really did have people in this community, I think, actively, you know, at least looking, doing everything they could uh, to see if they could find her. And then you just have these people just randomly, you know, leaving dinner and they see this. And so at that point, it was unfortunate that the family and friends kind of already had an idea that it didn't look good until police called them. I think it was the next day and, and told them, Hey, we found Chrissy's car. We also, what it, it looks like it's her. Um, so I, th- I thought that was interesting perspective just to show you how San Antonio and I think really uh, different parts were really invested in the story. Chrissy Powell had a medical condition. I, I, I don't believe we know the nature of that, but it required a doctor's care and or medicine, right? That is correct. And and respectfully, I had, I had asked the mom the first time. The mom didn't want to didn't want to speak with me on camera, but I did visit with her, and I asked her that because that was something that was mentioned in the missing persons uh, flyer that San Antonio police mentioned. And you could tell she she didn't want to disclose what that was. And, and I didn't want to press her as more as given this was my first visit with her. 
So I'm not sure exactly what that medical, I still this day, I, I don't know what that medical condition it or was. Um, but yes, it, it was mentioned that she did need her medication. And the mother did admit, had mentioned to me that she didn't have that given the fact that she had left, you know, her cell phone and some other stuff behind. She didn't take her, her medicine with her. One would have to assume police investigators are talking to people that Chrissy Lee Powell was close to, family, friends. Did she have any close relationships that we're aware of? Have police mentioned any persons of interest at this point? They have not, no. Um, and that's what one can assume. And I think that's a fair assumption. Um, I did follow up with police when we got this update uh, to see if, if this is being transferred now to an, a different unit within the department. Now that this is kind of more a death investigation and, and it, San Antonio police is being very tight-lipped on that, not telling us kind of like their next move. But I think it is fair to assume that if she did have you know, any talks or had met with people beforehand. I'm assuming they are interviewing. In terms of relationships, I know that they were reported elsewhere, but I I wasn't familiar with a close relationship or someone that she was involved with um, to know that they would, that that person would either be a person of interest or someone that they would even be talking to. I think when we had first reported the story, it was just bizarre you know, in, in terms of just the circumstances, because, you know, I, it, when we get a lot of these stories, you know, it's, is it sometimes it just has this happened before? Is this within their character? Will they'll leave? And, and, you know, the mom and, and Lauren, again, her best friend had made it very clear to me that this was, this isn't something she's ever done before. And this was very much out of the norm. She just kind of just lived her life. I had asked if there was something that had seemed different with her, specifically the mom, because, you know, she had lived with her days before that, you know, just something didn't seem right, even called her law office, if they had noticed anything. And, you know, everyone was just saying no, because, you know, that is kind of the question. It's like, did anyone not notice any red flags? You know, and, and the mom had said that with the phone, she left behind, she looked at messages to see if she was going to meet someone or if she'd been talking to someone and nothing seemed out of the ordinary. All right. Well, of course, you can learn more about this case and watch some of Henry's reporting at kens5.com. We'll keep an eye on this and, and, and wait to hear what we might learn from an autopsy. That's really the big thing. I mean, we will certainly stay on top of it because I think there's still obviously a lot of questions that need to be answered. And, and the family obviously wants this. You know, the way they described it, the last three weeks have been hell for them in terms of not knowing where she's at and then to deal with this news. And so there's a lot still left, and we're going to stay on top of it. So um, we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. Henry Ramos at Ken's 5 in San Antonio. Thanks so much for talking to us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Will. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Daily Crime, a podcast from Vault Studios. Be sure to check out our other podcasts, including Bardstown, The Officer's Wife, and our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. <laughs>